it seems to me that most church people, including people in our own church group, are asleep. It's a serious matter. Pam Paget had a dream on February 27, 2020. In her dream, there had been an explosion. Somehow it was known that the person responsible for this explosion had set up another explosion for a specific day. We even knew the approximate time, says Pam. I started to leave the building where I was working on the sixth floor before the second explosion was to take place. But just a few steps down the stairs, I remembered my purse and that all my identification was in my purse. I ran back to where my purse was and got it. Then I proceeded to leave, going down the stairs very quickly. I counted each floor as I passed by it, descending down the stairs. Some people were standing along the stairs talking. I could tell by their talk that they knew the explosion was supposed to be coming but they seemed to feel no sense of urgency. I didn't stop to try to persuade them to get out right away. Instead, I went around them and continued getting to the first floor so I could leave the building. I got out of the building and continued quickly on my way to leave the area. At one point, I was aware the explosion had happened. There was a wall of glass doors in the outside area where I was. I went through one of the doors to the other side, getting as far away from the destruction as I could. I kept walking as quickly as possible. At one point in the dream, I saw a woman walking around with a dazed look. She was carrying a recording device. I heard her say she was interviewing people who had been hurt or raped during this event. I kept walking as quickly as possible toward the parking lot so I could leave. When I awoke from this dream, I heard... Quote, save yourself from this untoward generation, end quote. That's a scripture in Acts chapter 2, verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Untoward means inappropriate, offensive, perverse, willfully wrong, crooked generation. Pam says, during the last several years of their lives, my parents lived with my niece, Michelle, and her husband, Jared, and their family in a small town 
in far south Oklahoma. One day, Michelle called me to tell me that my mom was very sick and had been taken to a hospital in Oklahoma City. My mom's kidneys had stopped functioning, and she was in intensive care. Immediately, I started thinking of going to Oklahoma City, which is almost 600 miles from where I live. But then I stopped and turned to God and asked him, What do you want me to do? The Holy Spirit brought the following concept to me. To go there would be like stepping into a hill of fire ants. And the Holy Spirit showed me that my mom had all the help she already needed. Both of my sisters and most of their grown children live in Oklahoma and would surely be at the hospital. I have found that what they do and say is very much like the poison of fire ants. And I knew this was a strong warning to me of the danger of going there. I did not go to Oklahoma City to be with my mom, but I kept in touch by telephone with my dad and Michelle. Mom recovered enough to be released from the hospital a week or two later. I spoke with her on the telephone after she returned home. She told me of the people who had come to the hospital to see her, including my sisters and their children. I was so glad to have been spared by God from being there with them. Mom also told me what wonderful care she had received at the hospital and that all that she had needed had been provided. All of this was exactly as the Holy Spirit had told me. Pam goes on to say, A couple of years later, each of my sisters called to tell me that my dad was extremely ill and not expected to live more than a couple of days. They were each on their way to be with him, and they told me that I needed to be there as well. I turned to God, asking if this is what he wanted me to do. The Holy Spirit brought the following to my mind. You have shared everything needed with your dad. There is no need to go there. I told each of my sisters I would not be going and that Dad and I have talked on the telephone many times and there was nothing more we needed to say. They were upset with me and told me how wrong I was not to go to be with my dad. But my dad did not die at that time. I spoke with my mom a couple of weeks later. She told me my dad was fully recovered and was out in the yard mowing the yard. Then Pam says, when my dad died in 2018, he had not even been ill. He simply died in his sleep. After learning that he had died, 
I asked God if he would somehow let me know whether my dad was born again before he died. A few days later, I was given a dream. In the dream, my dad was my brother, and he had told me that I had always been there for him. I believe this dream showed that my dad was born again, my brother in Christ, and that I had done what was needed where he was concerned. I was so grateful to God for showing me this. Pam says, in 2019, my mom began to sound so different when I spoke with her on the telephone. Whereas in the past, she talked a lot about what other people were doing. Now she spoke of how much she was enjoying reading the Bible. One day she told me that she knew it was God who had led my dad and her to live near Michelle and Jared and how perfect this had been for them and how grateful she was to God for this. On 11-25-2020, I was given a dream, says Pam. In this dream, my mom was standing at a small table on which were several things. She looked in good condition, standing upright and having on a nice dress. She was calmly moving some things on the table around as if putting them in order. I asked if she knew that the EMTs were here to put up some cameras. She said she had seen them but didn't know what they were doing. She just kept focused in the dream on what she was doing, putting in order the things that were in front of her, not asking questions or getting excited. I believed I was being shown that my mom was about to die, but that she was in good condition and was getting her life in order. A couple of weeks later, my niece, Michelle, called to tell me that my mom had been put in hospice care by her doctor. They would simply try to keep her comfortable at home for whatever time she continued to live on the earth. I prayed about whether I should go be with my mom, whether there was anything I could do, but I was never led to do this. I did send the 112520 dream to Michelle and told her of the changes I had seen in mom over the past several months showing that she was born again, wanting to help Michelle with the things of God that God had given to help me. As I was writing these things for Michelle, I was reminded of the following scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God.
A few days after sending this, my mom died. I was so glad that God had shown me the change in mom's life, that she was born again before she died. And also the dream he had given me in late November was a help and comfort to me. This is a terrific story of how Pam handled the situation. Rather than just rushing there in the flesh, 600 miles away, or even across town, she prayed. What do you want me to do about this? Most people will just rush to the body that's lying there on the bed. They don't need to cling to the flesh when they're dying. They need to be going to the other place and giving up this flesh. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.